in this episode, dude, this is weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow. Okay. Um, but like, doesn't it make sense though? Kind of in a way. Everything does and doesn't, which makes it make sense more. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. In this episode, today is my first record with someone new who is not Mary. This is the the this is the first moving forward episode, as a matter of fact. And it is also part two of the funeral. Actually, this isn't the first episode moving forward. I mean, it is. Already listeners are like, what the fuck, people? Okay. <laughs> and they're also like, we know Kirsten. Come on, dudes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So funeral part one, I recorded with Kimberly Anderson. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I guess it only makes sense that part two, I'm recording it again with someone new. And this episode will come out after the Christmas episode. So you kind of already know what's coming, people. Um, And here it is, which, by the way, I have not yet recorded the Christmas episode. (laughs) We'll do it in whatever fucking order we want. Maybe this could be the Christmas episode. Do you want me to sing? We wish you whatever. But yeah, this is the intro. (laughs) So um, funeral episode part two. We'll take a quick break and we'll be right back. You know what? This is raw and this is real. I don't know how to fucking start the episode. That's cool. Seriously. So what? Uh, shit just kind of hit me. <laughs> Fuck. Aww, funny. Hey, I brought a roll of toilet paper. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay, I guess I'm starting out and I'm trying intros. I was just saying, I've never done the intro. Um, how did it go? It was like... Welcome to Latter-day Lesbian, where, uh... The ex, the story about an ex-Mormon Mormon, gay girl... Gay girl. Trying to figure out her life. Her life. And I'm going to say, I'm Shelly, because I... That's me now. hmm And... You always have been. Yeah. I always have been, but I always said it second. Okay. <laughs> it was I'm Mary, and then I'm, I'm Shelly, but now it's... <clears throat> it's I'm Shelly. And special guest host who will be appearing often and frequently. Introduce yourself, Kirsten. Hi, my name is Kirsten. Kirsten Morgan. And, um... (laughs) Hi, dude. Hey, dude. Hey. This is, um... Mm -hmm. This is gonna be one. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's gonna be one. I didn't know I would get emotional. Of course you are, dude. Fuck. Okay. It's okay. Cry. You know well, what? Well, I am. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> and she is. Mm-hmm. Um, a therapist of mine, <laughs> one of the many, it takes a lot to run this shit show of Kirsten. <laughs> um, a therapist of mine said, when you feel like you need to cry, cry. Because the only way you can release the chemicals that your body needs to release is through tears. And that's why when you have a good cry mm-hmm. after you're like, Oh my gosh, I think I just needed to cry. Mm. You know, I'm not no, you're saying right. it perfectly or whatever. I've never but... cried and felt worse. No, you cry and then yeah. you're like, okay, cool. Purge. Purge. Yeah. I, so this, this episode, I was thinking it would be emotional because of the content. Mm-hmm. 
I didn't expect to get smacked in the face with the fact that it's not Mary. Yeah. But fuck it. I'm re- real. And it's about being real and about being vulnerable and about talking about shit. So, no, I'm not going to cut the recording off and have a cry and then come back and act like everything's fine. This is going to suck. Yeah. Um, And that is OK. Mm-hmm. And you also don't have to do it. You can abort mission anytime. I could, but we're already down here in your your kid's basement bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> Who moved out? But that's another story. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Any hoozle. So where where am I today? I am right now in Salt Lake City. It was kind of a last minute trip plan to come out and visit my dad. So... I had intended to uh, record Funeral Part 2 with my good bud, Kirsten, because we are very alike in our hearts and our in our feels. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, Kirsten's good people and she gets me. And I know it's going to be a great episode. Also, can I just like interject Always. right here? Yes. Shelly is good people. And this world needs people like Shelly. Shelly has all of the feelings and the biggest heart and the capacity to feel all at once. Everything, everywhere, all at once. <laughs> Isn't that a movie? Yeah, that's dude. My fuck, the Oscars. That's my fucking life. Where's my fucking Oscar, Kirsten? Where is Shelly's Oscar? <laughs> will you make me Don't one for when me. I come out again? I'm not the Academy. I will make you an Oscar. Oh, will you give it to me next time I come out? Yeah, it's okay. going to maybe... No, I'll surprise it with you, but I feel like it's going to be Oscar the Grouch. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Kirsten, fuck you. Not because you're grouchy, just because Oscar the Grouch is the shit. And yeah, I Oscar, love Muppets. The, Oscar the Grouch is and the Oscar, shit. And Oscar, like this gold man with his hands together. Yes. I don't know about that. Mm-hmm. But I do know about Oscar the Grouch, and he's super duper. It was always my favorite in Sesame Street, Mm -hmm. always. Mm -hmm. And right now, I'm having a feeling that the fans are saying, wait a second, are Shelly and Kirsten together? No. Are they a couple? (laughs) Scream! Let's stop this right then and there before before everything goes haywire. No, the answer is no. I know everyone's wondering, like, what's going on with Shelly? Is she dating? Blah, blah, blah. No, Kirsten and I are not dating. Kirsten is actually married to a wonderful woman by the name of Anne, who I adore almost as much as Kirsten does. Um, (laughs) Kirsten is simply my heart friend. I'm a confidant. (laughs) I don't know that song. if I had a party. What are you singing? And invited everyone I knew. Come on, it's Golden Girls. Okay. Sorry. No, I have seen that much. So everyone used to tell me that my mom was Rose. (laughs) Everyone tells me I'm Rose. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) Aw, Rose. Rose. (laughs) She's a little ding dong. Uh huh. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. From where was it? St. Olaf. Is that, oh, yeah, she was from St. Olaf. Yeah, oh, my St. God, Olaf. you're right. You're right. That's funny. Well, that was a throwback, <laughs> wasn't it? It was. So I'm here because I have not seen my dad since the funeral. You know, it's an interesting relationship with my dad because I, I love my dad. I like my dad. I love my dad. But I never have felt the, I guess, the pull to be protective of him. 
I don't know, I guess so with my mom, I came out to Utah a lot to be with her because for one, I I knew that she really liked having me around and I want wanted my mom to be happy and I was worried about her and I would come and help her and things. And yeah, I'd visit my dad too. With my dad, I just haven't, I don't know, do I sound like an asshole saying I haven't like wanted to come see him? I don't mean it like that. But let's be honest, my, my life has been a complete shitstorm since the funeral, since before the funeral. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think everyone at this point knows that um, Mary and I broke up and then my mom died. And so it, it hasn't been like I've kind of been in a great headspace. Anyway, that's an excuse, but I'll, I'm using it because it's valid. But also your dad has been, uh, he's been complicated. Yeah, yes. I don't know. I'm not trying to put words in your mouth, but... No, you're right. It's a little bit like your mom... It's your mom, for is, crying out loud. It's your mom. It's and your mom. She was so approachable and yes. so yes. heart, heart, heart. And your dad has been a little combative. <laughs> a a touch, little bit, you know, yeah. like a yeah. touch and like more complicated. So yeah. it takes maybe a little bit more energy to want to lean into that but like mm-hmm. you do it right of course you do right absolutely it's um no you're right on there i and it made me think of i had a complicated relationship with both of them as i was leaving the church cuz you know no one likes when their daughter leaves the church and starts an anti mormon podcast it doesn't really <laughs> sit well with them um but my mom and i got to a place of of healing of apologies and of healing and mutual respect and mutual admiration. And it was beautiful. What about those apologies? Tell me. Yeah. So, so my mom and I have had conversations where she has apologized for things that she did as a mom. And this is, see, now my mind's going like to Gavin and, and, you know, people with kids when there's like this big where the kid rails on the parent like you did this and you did that. Oh, I wouldn't know anything about that. Not a thing, would you? No, never I wouldn't. That didn't happen that. two weeks ago. Okay. No. Yeah. We might need to talk about that if you're willing at another time or whenever. I mean, we can talk about it now, but this is more about yeah, the, yeah. the deal. Okay. okay. So the healing with my mom and I became, it was... Her apologizing to me, but that wasn't what I needed. I needed her to understand why things had hurt me. And she did. And that, so when she did, and that was the apology, that just healed me. And any kind of uh, resentment I had toward her, gone. And that moved forward into... um just loving her and understanding that the things that she did as a parent growing up that were harmful to me, it was because of the way she was raised. Mm -hmm. It was because of the pressures put on her. It was because of how she thought she was supposed to act. And and, and I'm just talking straight up Mormonism. Yes. Being in the (laughs) cult. Being in a cult. Yes. You have to act this way. Yes. And so she did. Yeah. And also realizing that it was unfair of me as I left the cult and I say I saw holy shit what a bunch of harmful fucking bullshit like I see it right yeah and so my anger's there and so I'm pissed that she doesn't see it I didn't try to get her to see it but the fact that she the way that she hurt me I guess growing up from the cult 
now that I'm seeing it's just such a bunch of bullshit, it made me like, how could you not? You know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And now that I'm, the anger isn't swirling anymore. I can see why she did things that she did because of the cult. And I'm not pissed off at her. I'm like, yeah, of, of, of course you said those things. She's a victim too. Exactly. You said those things. You did those things. I forgive it. And you actually are seeing how it hurt me. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And that was very healing. And from that point, it was just so much easier to have this love relationship between her and I. Now, my dad, I know my dad loves me. I know he does. I know he would do anything for me. Um, But he and I never had that moment. He's never said, I'm sorry this made you feel that way. He's never acknowledged. Like, actually, when I have this has been years ago at this point, like three, four years. When I when I did tell him things that he said or did because of the church and how they hurt me, he just brushed it off and laughed. So did he really laugh? Yeah. He laughed like, oh yeah, your life was so hard. Ha <laughs> ha. You know, just kind of being a dick. Okay. And again, I'm not holding that against like him. Not acknowledging, not validating. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just so being like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Poor, poor you. Oh gosh, life was so hard, you know. Uh-huh. And again, I'm not mad about that anymore, but I I can see why I haven't had this closure and bond with my dad. Mm -hmm. Um, But again, to be honest, my dad's not super touchy-feely anyway, so none of it's kind of a shocker that I, you know, I don't call my dad every day. I don't, I'm I'm not like, oh my God, I want to call my dad and tell him blah, blah, blah. They're just, that never has been, there still isn't now. And so I never felt like this huge pull to like, oh, I need to go spend time with my dad. I need to go spend time with my dad because there's just, I don't know, it just is. Does this make sense? Am I? Yes, it does. And from what I know of you, you've had struggles with your dad where he will call you and he will call you over and over and over again. It's like over and over with nothing important to say except for what he wants to tell me. There's mm-hmm. never there's never been a close relationship. Right. There was nothing to and heal. And he's not asking you about how you are and stuff like that. And yeah. and that's, you know, he has dementia, of right. course. And yes. Your your mother had dementia and mm-hmm. you know, he's he's dealing with all that. I'm not providing excuses. I'm just saying I don't think there really needs to be an excuse. Like Yeah, no you're right. Your dad is who your dad is and your mom is who your mom is and mm-hmm. I don't know. I've had to come up with a lot of acceptance right now with my own family. Yeah. And just kind of having to be like, these are grown ass people that have made (laughs) their own grown ass decisions. Mm -hmm. And I get frustrated and, but I mean, we can, we can do that at a, at another time. We'll we'll have a Kirsten's frustrated episode. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck Yeah. Oh, God, if we kept going on frustrations, this would be like a 17-hour frustration. And listeners would be like, um, I thought this was funeral part two. <laughs> <laughs> and then it turned into an airing of grievances. Yes. Festivus. <laughs> yes. Oh, God. Okay, that's funny. <laughs> but yeah, it's, of, of course, like, you're not being like, I want to chill with my dad and no. have conversations with my no. dad because your dad's been difficult. And yeah. It's been really hard, especially over the last 
five years, I'd For say. sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So this is my first time coming back out to see him. The reason I've come out is, you know, he doesn't, he hasn't called me much lately. Mm-hmm. Um, but I talked to my two brothers about it and they're like, yeah, dad's losing his shit. Like dad's mm-hmm. getting skinny, dad's whatever. Um, and this is when I, so just to revisit this, I have my oldest brother named David. He lives in the area. He's not a great human. He's caused a lot of problems within the family and with my parents. And that's like, that's like a scandals episode right there. So (laughs) if you're wondering what that is, yeah. Turns out David's kind of a douche. The douchiest. So I was like, you know what? I need to go out and see dad before Christmas. Like, come on don't I, I can do this um so I booked a ticket and then my brother Mark oh I'm sorry David's the oldest then there's mm-hmm. Mike and he's a doctor they live in Florida um he and I get along great then there's Mark uh he lives in Washington State he and I get along great never any issues between the three of us anymore which is awesome and so anyway Mark was like well I'm gonna fly out too you know maybe we can overlap by day and hang out I'm like sweet And then my brother, Mike, was like, oh, well, hey, I'm going to be in Hawaii and I'll be flying actually into Salt Lake to pick up my daughters to go to Boise. So I think we're all going to overlap by like a day. Look at you guys circling the wagons. I know. (laughs) Hashtag tender mercy or some shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's a homecoming. Total homecoming. Mm -hmm. I don't know. As I'm talking and I'm like, this is the the first episode in, in the new year for me with it being solo. I'm just having all of these ideas pop into my head about things that I want to talk about. And so I'm just, I don't know. I I know we should have brought a notepad. We will never forget this. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Well, the one thing I thought about was like the relationships that have healed uh, with me and and my two brothers. It's been fucking awesome. And I'll talk about them in a future episode because there's, there is a lot of healing after culting <laughs> you know yeah you can leave a cult and and heal, and heal. with people oh, who yeah. are still in it yeah and i'm experiencing yeah. that and it's wonderful it's not always wonderful and it's not with all people but you know the the ones that are they really matter anyway i digress so <laughs> i flew into town and kirsten picked me up and let me crash on her couch which was awesome met, met the wife and she's amazing uh, and then the next day, I uh, Kirsten dropped me off over uh, where my dad lives. So, mm-hmm. oh, my dad, he is not good, you guys. He is. So I'll back it up for a second. When it was COVID, that was kind of when all the shit started hitting the fan with my parents, if you all remember that. My dad had quit eating. He had dropped a lot of weight. He was skinny. He weighed about 170 pounds, like just super skinny, like, dude, what the hell? Um, and we got them all moved out and this, this, this entire story is in previous episodes, so I'm not going to redo it. Like go back and listen again. If you don't know the story. Start at episode one. Thank <laughs> you. Five, thank you. This is the first time I've been like co-podcasting with someone where I wasn't the one to say that. <laughs> it is fun to see progression. Oh I, yeah. yeah. No, mm-hmm. I, for sure. Mm-hmm. And you're missing out on stories if you don't go back to episode one. Yeah. Okay. So he was like 170 pounds, roughly. Uh, We got him moved, got him up to like hovering around 175, 176, which was doable. Still skinny, but better. Mm -hmm. Um, My dad now weighs, this morning he weighed at 138 pounds. Oh, no. Um, How tall is he? He is six foot one. Okay. Yeah, he shouldn't be that skinny. Mm -mm. And, And listen, I... 
you know, my brother Mark has flown out here a lot of times. He lives in Washington State, so he, he flies out a lot to check on my dad. And so we're all aware, you know. Mm-hmm. But I think the combination of having all three of us together was like, okay, t- time to get shit done. And so I sat for two days and watched my dad, and it was basically he just wanted to lay in bed. Mm-hmm. Um, he would get up and go to the bathroom and then go back and lay in bed. That's yeah. it. All day, you know. his He might be shutting down his organs oh yeah might be shutting down did they tell you that at the care center did they say hey listen maybe they didn't say anything about organs specific organs shutting down Mm -hmm. um but of course the less you eat the less energy you have which makes you eat less right and then you sleep more and you eat less Mm -hmm. and you move less and yeah i mean it's i feel like it's the natural progression yeah, definitely. I mean, any hospice person would tell you. Yeah, that's this is how like, shit goes. This is yeah, it it shuts down. Sure. Yeah. And you stop eating. Yeah. And yep. And he's he doesn't he doesn't want to eat. And so if no one's there actively putting food in his mouth, mm-hmm. he just doesn't want to eat. I mean, he'll like yeah. go grab a popsicle out of the freezer from time to time. Yeah. But clearly, if you've dropped that much weight since, you know, my mom died in August mm-hmm. of just this last year of, of 2023. So, yeah, last year. Uh, that's a lot of weight to to drop. Yeah. Quickly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He used to be super social. Mr. Social Guy. Now he's a hermit. Mm-hmm. Uh, he doesn't want visitors. Um, cause I think he's embarrassed. I don't know. I, I, this is me putting words in his mouth. What do you mean about visitors? Um, Who? Like the other residents or? Yeah. I mean, he doesn't go out of his room on his own anymore. Oh, and okay. if someone comes over to visit, like, uh, Mark's mm-hmm. son, Luke comes to visit sometimes uh-huh. and it's just kind of a painful sort of, it's like, cause he's got to get out of bed, you know? Yeah. And what if he's had an accident? And maybe he just, you know, Mm -hmm. he just wants to go to sleep. Like, oh, this person's Mm -hmm. staying a really long time. I just want to go to sleep. Yeah. So he, the enjoyment in his life is nothing. I don't, he didn't smile the whole time I was there. Uh, And of course I crack jokes because I'm the funny one. (laughs) (laughs) You don't say. (laughs) You don't say. (laughs) But he didn't laugh. No. He He just looks exhausted. Exhausted. So he was in the the active living side of uh, Jamestown. It's the retirement or the senior. What what do we call the them? Senior these? living center. What is it called? We we called them old folks' homes assisted, back in the day. We don't do that anymore. Assisted living. Yes, we're gonna go with that. My mom, before she passed, was in the memory care side, which has yes, a lot more, a lot more attention. Yes, yeah. And so decision was made. I'm like, Mike, Mark, I think Dad's got to go to memory care. This is this is fucking nuts. And we talked about it. We're like, yeah, you know, we'll help him make the decision, but the decision's kind of been made. Mm -hmm. Um, So to what happened all day today is Mike and Mark and I, with zero help from David, of course, because he doesn't help. Because douche town. Yeah. Because yeah. Douche town who actually lives in town, but cannot (laughs) help. Oh my God. I know. I will. Anyway, <laughs> but I get protective of yes, my Shelly. Yes, and I do. really want to slap. Well, I just kind of want to be like, hey, you, you, 
you like I'm kind of like McFly. <laughs> you, <laughs> you, <laughs> hey, you take her damn hands off her. Like I just get, I don't know. I mean, I say things like I want to slap him in the stupid face, mm-hmm. and I mean it. But would I ever actually sap? I wouldn't. I, I just said you sap. could. No, I couldn't. Okay, I know I you shouldn't. Anyway, it's, yeah. I just I want to. Slap well, he, him on his stupid mouth, kind yeah, of well, a little bit, he does or suck. whatever. I'm so rude. Anyway, continue. Cut that out. No, leave it in, Dan. Dan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, so we spent all day today um, moving my dad. Well, first we talked to him this morning, and it was like, "Hey, Dad. So this is kind of what we're thinking. Do you think it's a good mm-hmm. idea?" And he just shut down. Yeah, because he'll lay in bed and open his eyes and talk, sort of, but uh-huh. he basically pretended like he had fallen back asleep immediately. I know he hadn't. He just shut down. Yeah. And so we just said, okay, dad, well, we feel like this is the best thing for everyone. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to do this and it's going to be fine. You can just lay here and nap and we'll take care of it. Um, So yeah, that way all fucking day was moving all of my dad's shit and my dad into a new uh, room. Okay, good. I'm glad that happened. Um, Is he... Does he remember? Like, what's his his long term memory retention. is decent. Um, but uh-huh. when we told him we were moving him and why, mm-hmm. then he uh, he you know for probably the first couple of hours he was asking us every twenty thirty minutes. What are we? What are you doing? Why are, are we you, doing this? This is ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Okay. So um, memory care. Is yeah. Definitely. Huh, I wonder. Huh. <laughs> remember. I mean, I, not to laugh, but no, you're you're right. You know, you're right. It's just gallows humor at this point. Yeah. So again, that was today, mm. and that's why I'm out here. Um, mm-hmm. My dad. I don't know if he'll be around much longer. I don't know. Not at this rate. No. Mm-hmm. Will he eat more in the memory care? He'll have more opportunity. He'll have more people wanting him to eat and trying to get him to eat. But at mm-hmm. the end of the day, if dude's over it, he's over it. Um, and I know that probably sounds a little cold. Um, maybe it's because I'm kind of I've kind of stepped back emotionally from my dad way more than I did my mom. And I just if I look at it logically, mm-hmm. homeboy is miserable. Well, it sounds like it acceptance like maybe you have gone through several of okay so the grieving process yeah all of those steps right maybe you've done a lot of them already especially with your mama yeah but with your pops uh you've probably already gone through it you're not denying it right right you're not angry right and i don't no you're right i'm not angry i don't miss him that sounds bad, maybe, but I, I don't. Like, it's not like I'm worried about losing this relationship that I have with my father because there just really isn't much of one. Yeah. Um, That's I, fair. That's is, is real. It okay? Yes. I sound like, I feel like yes, I sound like dude. an asshole. No, no, you don't. It's okay to admit that it's not even admittance. It's okay to acknowledge that you just don't have a close relationship with your pops and especially not lately and but it's okay like you're not a bad person I mean it just is what it is and I hate that phrase it is what it It is is what it is Mm. but but it is what it it is is. is. fuck (laughs) it is what it is yeah (laughs) 
It actually fits. It actually is what (laughs) What it is. is. And I think we beat ourselves up over shit like that. Mm -hmm. And if I can just give you some mercy, you came here to help your pops who needed to be in memory care. That's what it's called. Mm -hmm. Who needed to be in memory care. You showed up. You're here. Are you going to be all huggy and and we're all going to understand each other's jokes and isn't this great and like let's nuzzle each other? No, that's never been your never relationship. Been and especially now at the end of his life, it's not. Yeah. He doesn't want that. He wants to go to sleep. Yeah. He's done. Yeah. He doesn't want to eat. He doesn't really. He's confused. And he's like, what the fuck are you doing with my shit? Yeah. Yeah. Well, what we're doing with your shit is we're moving you to a place where people are going to care for you and help you to eat as long as you're interested. That's it. But that his yeah. whole life has been that. That's true. As long as you're interested. Mm-hmm. Shit. Yeah. I guess he's always been the one to kind of call the shots, you yeah. know? Yeah. And I guess it's only fitting that he calls the shots on the way out too. You yeah, know, it's you, his are body, you, if his you're done, choice. you're done. Yeah. yeah. And he's shitting himself yeah. and pissing himself. I yeah. don't mean to be crude. I really no, said this that is in real. a bad way, no, but no, no. like, it's real. Okay. I don't, yeah. I'm just kind of a sailor in my mouth, but like if I was defecating and urinating on myself, take me out, please. Please. Yeah. Like if someone has to help me, clean myself off. I mean, yeah. I, I I would appreciate the people doing that, but I would be very sad. Yeah. And I would kind of be like, I can't take care of myself anymore. So maybe I just want to go. Yeah. And especially someone like my dad who has never leaned on anyone for help ever. Mm-mm. He's always been the one He's doing the it doer. all. He's the yeah. doer. Mm-hmm. So to have him be the one who has to have someone like clean him off Can when you he has imagine? an act. God, no. I mean, I know only, okay, we're in our 40s, but even when I get sick at this age, mm-hmm. I'm just kind of a lone wolf. Yeah. I kind of want to I don't want people away. ever watching me throw up. No. 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 <laughs> I want people to... You know, after I've thrown up and I've handled my shit in Mm -hmm. the bathroom Mm -hmm. and I've done all of the gross bodily fluids, do I want someone to tell me that they love me? Do I want them to stroke my head and tell me I'm pretty? I'm just kidding. But (laughs) no, you're not. (laughs) (laughs) But um, but I don't want people to see me do that because I that's your most vulnerable. Yeah. Like you feel like you're going to die. Yep. You feel literally shitty. Yeah. That would suck ass so bad. And he's like, okay, well, I'm just this dude. Yeah. That just shit himself. It's horrible. And here I am. And now someone has to help me because I can't do it. Yeah. That would be so hard. I know. Everyone has their like copability with that. Yeah. But I, I think my level is like way low. <laughs> I'd oh, yeah. be like, you know what? I've shit myself five times now. 
I'm over Bring it. me the smothering pillow. <laughs> right. Where's that morphine me. drip? We're, Please with the morphine. Yes. And me. Whereas you know? my mom, my mom, <laughs> she would pee herself and be like, guess what? I just peed and laugh. Like, because it, <laughs> it was such a different personality. Like That is so cute. And that's so rose. Funny. <laughs> it's so rose. Back in St. Olaf when I pissed myself. Oh, my God. Wasn't that great? That's that's awesome. Um, yeah. Point being, this sounds horrible. I hope my dad goes sooner rather than later for the sake of everyone involved. I think it's the most, I think it's the kindest thing that can happen at this point. Anyway, that's why I'm here. And I'm sure I will be doing more episodes about my dad as things progress. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we, we were going to start with the funeral part two and then Kirsten walked in the door. I was already at her house and she's like, um, we need to talk about your dad because it's fresh and it just happened. I'm like, fuck, you know what? Yeah, you're right. Cause it's in my head and I'm, it's why you're here right now. That's true. <laughs> Good point. That is why I'm not here. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Okay. So we've covered that. Okay. About your pops. Dad's in memory care. Dad go, is in go memory Terry, care. Go Terry, go. This was uh, literally just a few hours ago. Yeah, no, th- <laughs> like, yeah, this is what I was doing all day. This is bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's talk about your mama's funeral. Yeah, so I made some notes. Oh, good. And and check this out. My mom's funeral was back in August, and I recorded that funeral episode with Kimberly just a few days later. It was very fresh. And wow, then, just a few days later. Yeah, it was it was fresh in my mind. Holy smokes and then it i yeah i just kind of forgot about it not forgot about it but like you all know my life has been a a shit storm for the rest of 2023 uh so many other things i've had to to be dealing with and so when i was realizing shit i i need to do funeral part two i was like Mm -hmm. well i should probably listen to funeral funeral part one because i don't remember it uh-huh. I listened to it, I don't know, like a week ago. Uh-huh. That shit took me back there. I was crying while I was listening. Yeah. It was like, oh, no, this still is in me. This still hurts. There's still so much. Of course. Yeah. That's your mama. Yeah. It was interesting because I hadn't thought about it. And I'm like, oh, let me listen to that episode real quick so I know where to pick it up again. Oh, <laughs> fuck. I was like, shit. You're going to be scratching the surface for yes. many years. <laughs> oh, God, probably. <laughs> I know. So not a recap, but I remember at the end of the episode of part one, uh, Kimberly was guessing that I will will have said a bunch of swear words in the talk that I was going, going to give in the oh funeral. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Um, but guess what? No, I didn't swear at all. So all of you who had money bets saying that I would say swear words, <laughs> no. You lost. You lost. You lost. Um, What'd you do? Well, I'm 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 gonna tell you. All right. The things that hit me listening to that episode again was basically again, you know, the whole feeling like I needed to ask permission from priesthood authority. Like that whole it's just still in there. I don't I don't know. At what point an ex-Mormon gets in oh, their yeah, life where it doesn't hit? And, yeah. and the dressing of the body yeah. and putting on the temple clothes, all that shit. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, listeners, write in and let me know. If you've been out for a long time, have you finally gotten to the point where you don't 
once in a while have this feeling that you need to ask some dude's permission for something, even the smallest thing? Is that, do we ever get out of that completely? Kirsten, do you still, does that hit you ever still? Yes. I, I, the way it hits me is I was telling you, uh, my shop buddy, Kennedy, I'm a hairdresser and she's a coworker of mine. Her therapist said that the biggest fear for men is being laughed at. Mm. Like makes sense. Not being taken seriously. Mm-hmm. The biggest fear for women is being killed. Shit. <laughs> or beaten. <laughs> there you go. Like we're worried for our lives. Harm. Like Isn't that it crazy? goes from laugh to someone might beat the shit out of me. So yeah, I walk around this world as a woman mm-hmm. and I am careful. Yeah. With certain people, and uh, and it's usually men. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Sometimes it's really rude women, but whatever, <laughs> whatever. Karen, sorry Karens. about all the cute Karens that are yeah, wonderful. Yeah, some, I some hated that they're called Karens. I know. Who even started that? Can we call them? Um, I don't know. Um, Blarens. Blarens. We'll just make up a <laughs> whole no ass name. Blarens. Named Blaren. No well, if they're from Utah, they're probably McBlarenson. McBlair. Okay, Blarenson. Okay, Blair and McBlarenson. <laughs> McBlarenson. Face. Let me talk to your manager. <laughs> but yeah, I uh, I yeah. do. I don't know. I'm 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 strong. I'm sturdy. Yeah. I'm a tough chick. Yeah. But I also know that this world hasn't caught up with how I feel about myself. Right. And. So sometimes I got to be like, okay, ding dong, who Mm -hmm. thinks you're in charge of me? Mm -hmm. I almost feel like it's like, they're there. Um, Hey, you know, like it's almost like running preschool or something. (laughs) Not all men. Okay, listeners, not all men. We get it. No, for the experience. Yeah. But, you know, male listeners, you know that there are douchebags out there and mm-hmm. women are, it's not easy. It's not easy to Mm-mm. be a woman. Yeah. I'm literally afraid of mm-hmm. being hurt, especially where I work downtown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I keep my eye on everything. Yeah. Yeah. I guess maybe it's just something that just is always in you. I, I don't know. Re-listening to that episode, it was weird for me to be like, oh yeah, I I instantly reverted to feeling like I needed to ask a man's permission for something like, the fuck you know yeah so i don't i'm hoping no some... dude i hear that don't you wish you could do it over and be like yes hey guess what motherfucker mm-hmm. i'm gonna put the veil over my mom's face and you have nothing to do with it yeah i don't nothing. give a shit what you think i might put okay. it over my face first just Old to desecrate that shit <laughs> and then <laughs> i know i know no but that's the thing like you you learn you do you do i just was kind of I'm not surprised. It just hit me again. Like, oh yeah, I'm, I, there's, I, there is still some submissive ass Mormon wife part of me that's not been healed completely yet. Dude, and that's it's part okay. of your DNA. Like, no, you're right. Literally genetic memory. Ever yeah. heard of it? Like when I hear the bagpipes, I'm like, oh my god, I'm homesick. <laughs> yeah. Like I've I've never been to Ireland, Scotland, or Wales, but that's mm-hmm. where my people come from. Mm. And when I hear Celtic music, I'm like, oh, mm. I'm homesick. 
Well, shit. That is genetic memory, bitch. Ay, ay, ay. Well, yeah, that that shit definitely um, hit me again. It's in your DNA. It is. It is. It is. And it's okay. Like, here you are talking about it, being like, can't believe I asked for permission. Okay, so what? Yeah. Well, I'm glad. Do you want me to slap you on the face for it? No, thank you. Would that be helpful? Maybe my ass. (laughs) Okay, I'll slap you on the ass for it. I'm sure. (laughs) And be like, good job. Look at you. You you look at you just going like, hey, that was fucked up. Dude, that's all we can do is people. I, you're right. Like, why do we beat ourselves up? I shouldn't be beating myself up. No. I shouldn't be rolling my eyes about no. what I did. It just be No. Like, well, it was an experience and guess what? I'm gonna fucking talk about oh, it. You yeah, know? And look, you mm-hmm. have self realization. Like, you're like, Oh, this happened. I'm aware. Yeah. That's evolution. Well shit. Yeah, because it, I didn't, I wasn't aware I was doing that. So for the, the next time your mom dies, I'm just kidding. Fucking <laughs> a Kirsten. <laughs> you only die once. I don't know. Maybe well, we, don't, we don't know. All, we don't know all things. Jury's out. That's true. That's true. I mean, Lazarus had to die twice, right? I don't care. <laughs> Kirsten didn't care. I don't care. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. So are you... <laughs> This can take all night to get through this. Well, I mean, no, it's live. Love it. I'm having a great time. Bitch, I'm just listen, fucking with you. This is how we go. That's like, true. We just talk That's and talk I know. Okay, but go ahead. Okay, let's talk about your mom's funeral. Oh, okay. Let's focus, okay. Focus. Okay. Focus. Okay. Focus. Well, the the I bulk keep of derailing the... you. No, you don't. This is great. Okay. I'm. I'm. And I'm easy <laughs> to derail. You are easy. I'm about it. And you're all about railing. <laughs> the fuck. <laughs> I'm being dirty. It's I fine. I know. It's <laughs> funny to me. It's hilarious, okay, actually. Uh, okay, fine. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, so so my brother Mark was the one who was assigned, I guess, to put together the program for the funeral. Mm-hmm. And when he asked me if I wanted to talk at the funeral, that was a beautiful moment because to me, that signified kind of his complete, I don't want to say acceptance of me because it makes it sound like he didn't accept me, but his complete um, trust Mm -hmm. that I loved my mom and respected my mom and would say good things. Does that make sense? Well, here's the thing, dude. Like you're walking into a Mormon chapel with Mm -hmm. all of your tattoos and your gayness. Yup. And I'm sure he was like, I wonder how this is going to go. But guess what, man? Yeah. It's not his goddamn decision. And of course you would be appropriate. Jesus. Yeah, but, but of course you would. Of, of course. But yeah, <laughs> but of course I, I would. But, but I, I, but I, I could, like that. I, yeah. I, I like that. I could see. For you. Like. I could see if this. Baby had, steps. Sure. If this had been like four years ago or something, I don't know. Because there was a time when Mark and I didn't talk because there was some anger about me leaving the church and the podcast and all oh that. Oh, my hell. Um, but I could <laughs> see where he would have maybe been like, I don't think we want her to talk. I don't know. I, I it, Maybe, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Well, yeah. But the, but you the, don't know. I don't. But the fact that Mark and I and Mike... Uh, we really bonded over the love that we have for our mom as she was yeah. passing away. And that I think that I we all saw each other, like like yeah. truly saw the human uh, and the love that we have for our mom. And that trumped everything. Yeah, that overrides you know? 
Now, it did cause the problem, not a problem, but in the previous episode, the funeral episode, there was the issue of, is Shelly allowed to touch the veil or whatever? Oh, my God, And, right. you know, go back and listen if you forgot. Um, you'll find out what, <laughs> what happened. Um, but... And you were a badass, and you did exactly what you... fuck I was going to do. That's right. Yeah, that is your mama right. wanted that. Yes. Please. So when I was going to prepare this talk, it's like, God, what am I... What... I don't know. What am I going to say? Because I didn't expect for a second that I would be asked to be on the program to talk. I just didn't see it coming. I don't know why I didn't. I just assumed. And I don't know why. But I. But that's what happened in my head. It took, it took me a bit to kind of come to terms with what I was going to say. The first thing I thought was, well, I'm just going to read some quotes from other people about my mom because that's safe and it's easy and whatever. Mm-hmm. But then I just kind of felt like I want to give more. You know, there's yeah. there's more in me than that. Um, what did you say? Well, I am so glad you asked that because I have an audio recording of my talk that I will share with everyone right after we take this break. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Be right back. I didn't get a chance to print this out. Sorry. Um, I've been working on what to say for a while, but it's hard because we have 18 kids hanging out in an Airbnb with not enough adults. Um, and there's been fires to put out. I'm kidding. They're great, great kids, but they're so much fun, just like Grandma Jay, that I get distracted and have to go, you know, paint nails with everyone to celebrate Grandma or seeing teet, 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 guten appetit, all the things that um, Grandma was famous for. Um, I'm Shelly. I'm the youngest and only daughter, and I just want to say that I'm actually the favorite. Sorry, speaking after you, Mark, you can't dispute that. Um, My mom was born to be a grandma. She crushed grandmahood. I, I hope I can be half the grandma. I don't need grandkids yet, so don't um, start there. She was the type that would just, when my kids were little, I lived in Utah, and she would just call out of the blue and say, hey, can I come pick up the kids to do something fun? Now, there was no guarantee that she would buckle them in the car seat correctly, uh, no guarantee that she wouldn't just feed them jello and bananas, um, but it was always a guarantee that they would feel loved and have a blast with Grandma Jay. And they had no idea that their lives were in danger, so it didn't matter. <laughs> they just had a great time. Um, my mom, she was a rule follower, unless she didn't want to follow that rule. And then she was very good at looking the other way. Some of the fondest memories I have of my mom was when she would take me to the store before girls camp and we would load up a cart with everything you would need to pull pranks for a week. (laughs) Everything from Barbie dolls and plastic dinosaurs and huge underwear um, to raise the top of the flagpole before morning devotional. 
to Vaseline and saran wrap to booby trap the porta potties. She was about it. She was always up for a good prank, um, and she never told on me, which I appreciated that. She was my prank confidant. Um, I could talk for hours, literally, about how fun my mom was. Any of you who know her, you're like, yeah, does she's fun. Um, but she... Being a prankster that my mom was, you almost weren't sure she would be that way because she was always smiling and so nice. But that twinkle sometimes wasn't that she was happy to see you. Sometimes it's like, oh yeah, it's going down. And you wouldn't know when it was coming and I'm a little worried that she's planning something right now. So if I'm like this, that's what's happening. Um, my mom was also the popular lady her whole life. But especially in the memory care center, the staff there, they were so impressed at how many people would come see her every single day. And I'm not just talking about the five or more times per day that my dad would visit. Um, one of my favorite pictures uh, is my loyal dad when he had COVID peering into my mom's window uh, just to see her. Uh, and the look on my mom's face was Awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I haven't lived in Utah for almost 20 years, but when I got message, when I posted on social media that my mom uh, had passed or that she was getting ready to pass and that she was in the memory care unit, I would have people that I had no idea who they were know that I was her daughter and they would message me, how can I go see your mom? What time can I go see your mom? When can I go see your mom? And for me, that's just such a beautiful thing. Everyone wanted to be around her, and I know they left visiting her coming in happier and more uplifted and, and having a brighter view on life just from the time uh, that they were able to share with my mom. And that's exactly how I felt, too. Over the past couple of years, I was able to fly out dozens of times to help care for her. But I know the love I felt from her every single time I visited made every long layover, every ridiculous jet lag, all the missed sleep, all the missed work, missing my kids. It was all worth it to spend those moments with the most wonderful woman um, in the world. Speaking of social media, when I posted on Facebook about my mom's passing, my post became flooded with replies and I felt really popular, um, but it was about my mom, so I'm going to give that to her. Um, she affected everyone she met, and always for the better. And I'd like to just share really quickly some of these posts with you, not all of them because we'd be here past funeral potatoes. Um, she was truly one of a kind, has a heart of gold, and she will be missed. I absolutely loved your mom, worked with her for years, she brought so much joy to my life. Quote, I love you, Dixie, my childhood friend. Close quote. Uh, I love Dixie. She was one of the best people I have ever known with a heart of gold. Hugs and a heart. Your mom was an absolute angel to our family ward and neighborhood. Dixie always made me feel so welcome in the Burrup family. She was a vivacious and fun person and will be greatly missed. Dixie lit up every room she entered with her energy and love. 
That's so true. You just couldn't be sad around her. You just couldn't. It was impossible. Nothing but memories of her being so kind, helpful, and loving to everyone. I always loved her smiles and her hugs. I always thought your mom was amazing. I knew your mother from junior and senior high school. We dated many times. Sorry, Dad. Um, <laughs> it didn't work out. It's okay. Um, you got the girl. Uh, school dances, New Year's Eve parties, attending in those days church evening sacrament meetings. She was a great friend. What a great lady. She always made all of us feel like we were her kids. Even after the mission, we would see her in Eagle Mountain, and she would treat my wife and my kids the same way. She will be missed. Thank you for sharing her with us. The cookie grandma will be missed. She was such a light. Love her so much. So sincerely blessed to be one of her missionaries. Sending you all my love and prayers. There is no one else like her. She lived across the street from my parents for years, and we loved to play at the cookie grandma's house. I remember playing in their playhouse when, when we were little. She was the sweetest person ever. If any of you did not get a chance to play in the playhouse, it's, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is amazing. She was one of a kind and one of the kindest souls. We love the cookie grandma. By the way, COVID did not get cookie grandma down. I have seen pictures of her leaning over the railing on her porch with long tongs to hand the cookies to the children as they lined up. So safety first, um, but she wasn't going to drop the ball on that. We love her so much and are so grateful for the memories that we made with her. She was so wonderful with my kiddos and loved wearing her unicorn pajamas with my daughter. Who got those for her, by the way? Anyone want to admit to that? Nope? Okay. She probably bought them herself. Um, Sister Johnson was such an amazing mom. I remember being a brand new missionary, half scared to death, and she made me feel so loved and welcome to the mission field. I love your mom so much. She called to sing happy birthday to me on my birthday. I'll never forget it or the unconditional love she offered. I'm not sure until my mom got quite old that she ever, ever missed a birthday for my kids. I have seven, by the way, so there's plenty of time to miss one. Um, but she always called, and the kids were always happy, and it always was just grandma and grandpa singing happy birthday. What a wonderful gift to my kids. We got to be their neighbor for a short, wonderful time. They were grandma and grandpa Jay. My kids loved going down to their house, and they always had cookies and kindness to share. I love her smile. She never let a challenge get her down. As missionaries, she showed true leadership and courage. She made sure that we knew that if she could do it, then we could do it. Absolutely one of the sweetest, kindest, loveliest women I've ever known. I feel so blessed and grateful for the time I was able to be in the mission president with her and President Johnson. I remember how determined she was to learn better German. I remember her working in the kitchen one day with her German helper, and they would practice German as they were cleaning and meal prepping. She always had a smile and always brought a smile to my face and heart. This one's a little longer, but I love it. This was from one of her past missionaries. He says, my first month in the mission field, Sister Johnson and I got to talking about how it's going, and when we did, she began to sob. She just cried and cried and unloaded on me how hard it was and how the language was daunting, and I was right there with her expressing what empathy I could while being like, oh my gosh, what do I do? This sweet lady's just crying, and I don't know how to help. And on top of that, she's hugging me. Let me pause on the hugging thing. 
My mom gave the best hugs, and she's the type that if you're like hanging out, and then you go, oh, I'm gonna run to my car and get something. She's gonna hug you before you go to your car. And then she's gonna hug you when you come back in like it's been years. But she just gave like that. Uh, anyway, he says it was so powerful for me going forward because I knew I had this friend that was going through what I was going through, but I also knew that she loved me and trusted me with that kind of vulnerability. My mom was never afraid to be vulnerable and it gave me strength to be okay being vulnerable as well. He says, I can't really describe how I felt about it, except that it was a beautiful breakdown that we shared. And going forward, I watched her fight. And I thought, if she can, I can. And I never worried about what she thought of me or my efforts. I just knew she loved me for being there. Yeah, that was my mom. She loved everyone. And she judged no one. Um, so for those of you who don't know, I was raised in the church. And I chose a different path a few years ago, and I know that was hard for my mom. When I told my mom I was gay, I know that was hard for her too, but you know what she did? She found and joined an LGBTQ support group so she could get to know some gays to better understand me. That's who my mom was. She loved first. She never judged. I never once in my life have felt judgment for my mom. Only love. There's no one my mom couldn't love, and there was no one my mom wouldn't love. I'd like to end um, by bearing my mom's testimony for her, since she can't do it for herself now. If she was standing right here right now, she would say, I know that Heavenly Father lives and that Jesus gave his life so that we can all return to live with him again. I know the church is true. I'm grateful for the restored gospel that teaches us that families are forever. I'm grateful for all the missionaries in the world who are sharing the gospel. Reading the scriptures and going to the temple helps me feel closer to my heavenly father. I'm so grateful for everything I have been blessed with and I love every single one of you. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Yeah, so that's, um, that was it. Yeah, it still just kind of gets me to listen to it. I don't know. I just, what are you feeling over there, Kirsten? Well, I mean, just, sorry, look at me crying like I never do that. Um, anyone who knows me knows I cry over everything, but it was just really sweet. And it makes me think about, sorry, I'm, I don't know if you can hear that I'm unrolling toilet paper and ripping it off and dabbing my eyes. <laughs> um, I mean, the first thing I was thinking was, I wish I knew your mom. <laughs> I wish I had known her. Um, you know, I met her briefly. Yeah. For a second. She was so happy and cute. Um, and I remember when we were moving stuff out of their house for them to go into assisted living. So many neighbors dropped by. Yeah. And kept talking about cookies. <laughs> and yeah. Are they okay and what's going on and, right. you know, and stuff? And please tell, 
Dixie, which, and by the way, I love the name Dixie. It's so fitting for it's her. So she would have given herself that name. <laughs> it's just, it's a happy and joyous. Yeah. And I don't know. It's just, it was just cute to see all of the neighbors dropping by and the little kids. There were so many little ones. Yeah. That kept coming by and being like, what's going on? Mm -hmm. Like all these lesbians moving a whole bunch of shit out of Dixie's house. <laughs> right. right? <laughs> I'm like, oh, hi, little ones. Because, you know, I, I turn into Mary Poppins every uh -huh. time. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But their parents were with them and they were asking after your parents. Yeah. I wish I had known your dad, too. It sounds like he... Was a good grandpa, or he I mean, was. is a good grandpa. Obviously, now right. he's right, yes, in a different space. But I wish I had gotten to know him too. Yeah, um, I know he's been difficult, but it sounds like when they were together and their sweet minds were intact, yeah, they were. Really, yeah. really good, and people loved them. And I don't know. And then at the end, dude, <laughs> I gotta say this shit right now. You're so brave. Thank you. You said that in a Mormon chapel. I'm gay. Yeah, I, I sure did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Were you planning to say that? Um, it's. <sighs> Yes and no. It's one of those things where you think about and you're like, but I don't uh -huh. know if I but will. Like, we'll see. Right. Well, like, we're going to read the room or whatever. Right. And I remember it just felt like um, it's it's like because of who I am being gay and the way that my mom handled it. Like, this was mm -hmm. my story that I owned, that only I knew about how fucking badass my mom was mm -hmm. and how much she loved. No one else had that story, you know? I don't know. It's, 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 ah, how do I put this? It's like, so there's people who were good and kind and awesome and wonderful and, and they're amazing and I love that and that's great, mm -hmm. okay? My mom is one of those people. Mm -hmm. My mom is also one of those people who will love through the difficult things that they're not necessarily supposed to love through. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like those of you who aren't sure about this, Mormon teachings now are like, yeah, you know, love the gays, but don't let them make you gay. It, But it used to be, you know, in, in the kind of like in the years when I was coming out, mm -hmm. it was you just weren't accepted, you know, and this is only six years ago when I came out six, seven years ago. And mm -hmm. so but what my mom would have heard her whole life about the gays was how horrible and wicked, wicked and evil and, you know, how they're choosing to sin and, and, and they're destroying the traditional family. And so she went through all of that training and brainwashing. But because my mom's heart is so pure and beautiful, when I came out of the closet and my dad was like, oh, as long as you don't act on your feelings, blah, blah. I'm like, he's doing, he's like hard, you know, yeah. the, the hard line of the church. And my mm -hmm. mom is like finding an LGBTQ plus group to join to yes. meet some gays. And it cracked me up because she told me, she's like, I'm meeting some gays. I'm meeting some gays. I'm like, oh my God, Rose. I mean, Dixie, this is so cute. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, she's Rose and Dixie. <laughs> <laughs> she is. She is. So I don't know. I just felt like 
it was almost my responsibility to share that story because it's so, I don't know, like my brothers could never share that story. They don't have that story. They don't have that, um, the gay thing. I don't know. I don't know how to say this right. That's one of the biggest things that's ever happened in your life. And same for me. When I came out Mm -hmm. to my parents, Mm -hmm. I was like... I'd come out to a lot of people. Yeah. My mom was like, Kirsten, do you have something you'd like to tell me? Oh, fuck. It was over the phone. Oh. And I was like, um, <sighs> and she's like, Kirsten, she literally said this, Kirsten, come out with it. Oh, she knew. Oh, duh. Her gaydar was on point. For sure. And, but, <laughs> But that was a moment Mm -hmm. in my life that was, like, that was a life event for me. Absolutely. Just like um, like having a child, Mm -hmm. having a breakup. You don't forget that shit. Having a death. Yeah. Getting married. Yep. Coming out to your mom. (laughs) Yeah. Coming out to your dad. Yeah. It is so important yeah and so full yeah of whatever it's going to be absolutely oh my gosh and i love i love that your mom was like i'm gonna go meet some gays yeah <laughs> so her and yeah and again it's like my mom was so kind and giving in every single way and she was kind of giving in a way that like kind of bucked the system, you know? Yeah, well, she's your mom. She's my fucking mom, yep. right? She's and, your mama. Yes. Yes. And I felt in the moment when I decided like, yeah, I'm going to say this. It was like, I can't not share this. No. This this is too big. That's this is secret. too much who my mom is. Yes. Right? Oh, oh, I, I'm sorry. I thought you meant about coming out. Yeah, sharing that story. I, At the funeral, yeah. Yes. I love that you did that. You know Thank what? You. This fucking world needs to hear about the gays. We're at, we're out here. Just <laughs> we ain't going nowhere, bitches. No, yeah, we're just getting gayer. No, I'm just kidding. But <sighs> well, I don't know. is that a thing? Like it's like either are you aren't pregnant? I don't. I don't know. I don't know. You know, I'm I'm glad that I did. Um, I me too tell that story for numerous reasons. Um, but one of them is after the funeral, so many people came up to me in a way that I know they wouldn't have come up to me had I not told that story. And it was it was hugs of people that I'm not sure I knew. Uh-huh. And thank you so much for what you shared. For what you shared. Yes. And my brother spoke I too, and people that. like shook his hand and was like, that was a nice talk, but it was different. Yes. With me, because I know that there are so many current LDS people out there who either are gay or have children who are gay and are like, yes. oh my God, well, how mm-hmm. do I, what do I, I believe this and how do I, whatever that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I would have, I would have missed the opportunity to share something so beautiful about my mom had I been afraid to say that. Yeah. Um, so I fucking said it. I'm so. Like, uh, not that, you know, I hate it when people say, I'm so proud of you. You can because be proud I, of I, me. But I, I am so impressed and inspired and relieved. 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 Because people need to talk about this. And, you know, you did it in a way where people aren't going to clutch their pearls and have a cow. And if they do, yeah. they can and actually fuck, fuck off, right? Yeah. But you bringing that in 
That's inspiring. And it's so important. And I am relieved because this world needs to fucking get with it. Thank you. And your mom got with it. She got, she old as fuck got with it. She, she, cause she loved me. Mm-hmm. You know, this is, I love it. So I, mm, this is touchy. Hmm. Uh, going forward with the podcast, I, I don't want to, told myself I don't really want to talk about me and Mary type stuff. Mm-hmm. But there is something I want to say. And by the end of our time together, and this wasn't, it's not about the breakup. This is just kind of our our differing opinions. Um, She didn't agree a lot with some of the things that I did concerning the church. Mm -hmm. For example, she did not want to approve of like whatever of me bearing my mom's testimony for her. Didn't think I should have done the veil. Didn't think I should have, you know, even spoken. Gave an, spoke gave, spoke i shouldn't have spoke? i shouldn't have given a talk at the funeral <laughs> yeah <laughs> um and and every you know mary has every right to that opinion absolutely i think though talking with you about it since kirsten since you are also ex-mormon mm-hmm. and you also have people still in the church like i just feel really strongly that there are people still in the church they're stuck for one reason or another, whether they somehow still believe that bullshit or there's pressure <laughs> or whatever it is, they're stuck mm-hmm. and they are gay or trans or whatever, or they have family who is this way. Yeah. And so for me to be able to use my life experiences and mm-hmm. who I am and put that out there in a fucking creepy Mormon church mm-hmm. with all the weird shit that a lot of people would say, why would you even go in there? You hate that. You hate everything about it. Why would you even go to the fucking funeral? Like, well, I don't think anyone would say that. Not out loud. You know, I do know people who would never step in foot into a, a and, that's and that's true. okay. That's and true. That's, that's totally yeah, on them. That's, and that's, that's your story. Yeah. That, yeah. Whatever Everyone's it is. experience is different. Absolutely. For me, I feel like still participating in things in a way that is comfortable for me. And even if it's a little uncomfortable for me, whatever. Well, yeah, if, if it I can be myself, first of all, it was your mother's funeral. Thank you. Second yeah. of all, it was going into a Mormon church. Of course, that's where your mother had her. Of funeral. course. And of I course. wasn't going to boycott. That shit's going to happen with my mom too. Yeah. Uh, probably most of our listeners, that shit either has happened or will happen. Or will happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and talking about it is awesome uh-huh. and had i shied away from the the veil part you know i was mm-hmm. i was told by some people that why would you even want to be there if if and take part in these horrible rituals and i, I that wasn't my focus my focus was being there for my mother mm-hmm. you and know? dressing her and dressing her and that and mm-hmm. that respect I mean, obviously, it's all stupid bullshit. It is all stupid bullshit. Of course <laughs> it is. But it mattered to her. Yes. And you, as yes. you said in your yes. talk, were her favorite. I fucking absolutely was also her favorite. Also, your, 
you're a woman. Mm-hmm. I want a woman dressing me yeah. when I. Yeah. Well, actually, I just want to be put into the incinerator. I know. Burn Nobody me up. Nobody dress plant a tree. me. Take all my clothes off. Slowly, <laughs> gently. Slowly. With music playing in the back. I'm kidding. Oh, God. Light that's candles. Ew. Ew, you're dead. And this has stopped. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking a Kirsten, you. Oh, that's it. You're never coming You're back the on the show. Started. You You're right. Are the one. That I know. Started. You are you correct. Gallows <laughs> humor. Any. I know. Way. I was thinking. I was thinking to um about me bearing my mom's uh testimony for her. And again, this was something that Mary and I kind of butted heads about a lot. Again, she has her opinion, and that's awesome. And I have my well, opinion. And that's understandable awesome. Understandable too. Yeah, of course. I I, I don't fault anything there. I'm just mm-hmm. kind of pointing out like a clear, different way of seeing things, mm-hmm. and not everyone sees everything the same way. And that's that's healthy, actually, for not everyone to see everything the same way. Yeah. For me to have done everything that I did in the funeral for my mom, yeah, dressing her. That was for her. It wasn't for mm-hmm. the church. It was for her. Mm-hmm. Um, because I knew she would want that. Like having me be the one to place the veil. And by the way, I did not place the veil over her face. They said I could put it on the sides of her face and I fucking chose that in a heartbeat. Thank God. Right. Um, All these things that I wasn't supposed to be allowed to do, Mm -hmm. but I did them anyway for my mom. In my mind, I'm like, if I'm doing all these things for my mom, why would I not do the last thing for her and bear her testimony? Oh, I would. You know? Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. The testimony thing, whew, that is hard. For sure. I I bet those words coming out of your mouth were like... They feel very weird. Yes. And listening and listening to me say that, and I bet you listeners are like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> listening to me say them again, it's kind of like jarring because I did used to say those things when I believed them, and now mm-hmm. I know it's bullshit, mm-hmm. and now I'm saying them again, and it sounds weird coming from my mouth, but again, it's like this was an act for my mom, yeah. and I made it clear these are my mom's words this yeah. is for my mom, and I'm sure a lot of people aren't going to agree with that, and. And I, I honestly would love to hear um, opinions on that because there, there's yeah. a lot of different opinions. Right, right in. Seriously, this is a good conversation to have because. This Do you want to might... give that email? If I can think of it. <laughs> uh, well, we can put that. We'll put in. in the show notes. Sorry, y'all. I'm still getting my <laughs> my mind notes. wrapped around the fact that I'm doing this uh, podcast still, which I love that I am. And again, Kirsten, thank you for um, helping me out on this first one out the door. You're welcome, sister. Thanks, sister. Sister Johnson. Oh, God. I'm kidding. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was going to also apologize. I should have pre-apologized. <laughs> but when I first started the uh, audio recording of me speaking, mm-hmm. like there was like one measure of some random Mormon song. Dude, hearing organ inside of a Mormon church, I don't care how long you've been out of the church, no. that shit will send ugly shivers. Like, ugh. God, I'm in a church, right? Yeah. Did you feel that when you heard it? You're like, oh, I'm in a church right now. Yeah. yeah and dude, I should have trigger warned for sure. My wife is a pianist. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to funerals sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, just depending on who it is, you know, yeah. very close people like her best friend, Aaron's husband, his mom passed away. Okay. Aaron was going to and did sing at the funeral Mm -hmm. and Anne accompanied her. But Anne also played all of the music, 
on the organ and she was like, oh my God. I haven't played the organ for a while. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's right, bitch. <laughs> Pony up, bitch. <laughs> um, you've been playing my, or- uh, never mind. Oh but- God, <laughs> playing your organ. But Kirsten. it was just, but it was so interesting, like how that sounds. Of course, Anne mastered it and it was gorgeous and amazing. But yeah, I just went to the funeral of one of my oldest friends from childhood. Mm-hmm. Um, her mom, Bonnie, passed. Mm-hmm. That woman took us to dance classes, picked us up from school, yeah. all of these things. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to another Mormon funeral. Here we go. Giddy up. And I walked in and of course, Oregon. And you're like, this is literally the same thing. Yeah. And then you sing an opening hymn. Oh. Then you sing a closing hymn. God, they do this everywhere. Everywhere, oh. every time. Oh. It's a template. It's it really is. not creative. <laughs> oh, man. It's discouraged to be creative, actually. <laughs> We're, I'm just going to have a fucking DJ at my funeral and, and there will be no praying and there will be an open bar. There you go. Everyone, get drunk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And let's let's talk about Shelly and Hell what a yeah. ding dong she was. 100% all yeah. ding dong all the time. Um, after, <laughs> after, after my talk... Mm-hmm. Uh, the bishop spoke next and he was okay. the bishop that I had, that was uh. the one who said I wasn't allowed to do shit. And I tuned him out so fast. I okay. couldn't even tell you what he said. It could have been beautiful. It probably wasn't. I uh, tuned him. Was. It probably was not. <laughs> no. Um, I tuned him out and mm-hmm. I was texting friends and I was on Facebook. Um, cause I don't, I don't want to end that funeral with that man's, voice it turns into a sermon a, yes. a, a mormon sermon yes yeah i don't want that shit like let's let's end it on my mom loved the gays how about that yeah that and in my mind that's mic drop or my, like podium po- slam <laughs> <laughs> that would have that would have been um the way to do it for sure <laughs> so we are and again, everyone, thank you for your patience. I'm still feeling, f- figuring out the timing of all these things. I'm looking at how much time we've been in. I think we may have to make another commercial break. I promise that this will run smoothly as we continue on. Yeah, so, so don't give up, people. Let's, let's, uh, let's cut to commercial. Yeah, don't puss out. Yeah, yeah don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we'll be right back. And we're back. Okay, so here's the thing. Now is the time mm-hmm. that you normally I would do patrons, but I'm like, I've been in Utah for a few days. I'm not prepared. I have nothing. We are going to not do patrons today. And I apologize for that, but we will be catching up on that. I wanted to talk just a few more minutes about the rest of the week that I spent in Utah after the funeral. Because again, as I'm going forward with the podcast on my own I feel like a lot of things that I want to talk about is healing. You know, I've had a lot of years of angry podcast and don't get me wrong. Shit gets me angry still. Yeah, me too. Of sometimes, course. Right. I'm yeah. like, uh, absolutely. For this sure. Bullshit still. Yes, I know. <laughs> what and year is it? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. And it's okay to be angry. And and listen, yeah. just because I'm kind of healing over some shit and, and fixing some relationships, it doesn't mean you have to. It doesn't mean that you're required to. Grieving process. Yes. 
And there are some relationships I have that I don't want to fix. I'm like, yeah, blah, suck it. I don't need this. Mm -hmm. Um, But there are some relationships within my family, especially that have been healed. And it's fucking awesome. So the rest of the week, um, a few days, I guess it was after my mom's funeral, we we stayed in this big um, Airbnb. It was my two brothers. Um, My oldest brother was not invited because he's an asshole piece of shit. Um, so me, my two brothers and all of their families, and then my oldest brother, his, his children came mm-hmm. and his ex-wife came because she's awesome. Oh, so to have in this group, uh, it was probably at this point, I mean, none of my kids are Mormon and mine kids are the, the bulk of the family. Only Mark's kids, if I'm thinking right, are still Mormon. So there's four Mormon kids out of like 19, mm. but all of the grownups were Mormon except for me. There was just something so touching and healing and beautiful to watch all of these cousins hang out, you know, and there's the cousins that went on missions and they don't swear and they, you know, they're, they're Mm -hmm. quote unquote, good Mormon kids. They're faithful. They're faithful. (laughs) They didn't for a second make my kids feel anything but loved, adored, like, oh my gosh, let's hang out. What's the latest whatever game? Like it didn't matter what anyone believed in that house after the funeral was done. That's how the kids are these days, dude. The kids are like, as soon as all of you grownups figure out how to get your shit together and be (laughs) right. Seriously. Yeah. I mean, and and if I'm being honest, I I was a little, I don't know if nervous was the word, but I was kind of wondering, right? Because Mm -hmm. my kids, my kids are very not Mormon. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They dress very not Mormon. They talk very not Mormon. The younger ones don't even know what, like, you pray before a meal. Like, this doesn't even dawn on them, which I love, by the way. Like, none of this is in their head. Mm-hmm. The younger ones don't even remember religion. And then the older ones were kind of raised in it, and they know that their cousins that are their same age, that they grew up with in the same uh, city for a while. Like, they know there's differences there now. Word, like, like all the people that we grew up with yeah. that have now left the church. But then you go to a funeral of mm-hmm. your friend's mom. Yeah. And you are going to run into a whole bunch of more. And you know yep. what the gig is. And yeah. you're like, okay. Right. Yeah. And that's so, yeah. And your kids are going through that too. That's so. Yeah. And they And they don't. Yeah, it, you know what it is? It's interesting because my my older kids, they know the Mormon beliefs and they know mm-hmm. which of their cousins still believe that. And they don't fucking care because their Mormon cousins don't treat them any differently. And they wouldn't go up to their Mormon cousins and be like, you know what? You're fucking crazy. No, of course not. Get out of that cult. No, no way. There's, there's respect. Absolutely. And the Mormon cousins, when my kids swear because they do and i think it's awesome the mormon cousins aren't like hey man language it doesn't no, no nobody is judging anybody and this makes me so happy for that generation this is this is yep. gen z this is the age of, of all these cousins roughly in the gen z area there are a lot of like judgmental asshole gen z mormon kids of course of course there's going to be but for some reason this my family and i don't know they're just, I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying here, except for it was beautiful to see believers and non-believers yeah. giving zero shits about who believed what and hanging out like buds. Yes. And and just doing fun, crazy shit. Yay. I 
loved it. <laughs> Yay. Good. Yes. And so I'm like, it's going to be okay. You know? Yeah. For for me, it's it's getting okay. It's getting better. Yes. Yeah. Right. And it is going to be okay. Of course it is. But how how sweet for that. Yeah. After experience, like, here you are, mom's in a casket. Mm-hmm. This is permanent. Mm-hmm. This is done. Yeah. And then to have that sweet experience with your kids. It was awesome. And just be like, okay. And yeah. like basically you coming out to a whole chapel full of people at your sure did. <laughs> yep. From the podium. It was amazing. Damn. With my sleeves pushed up so, so my tattoos could show. I noticed. Yeah. Did you see me pushing them up? <laughs> no, I just noticed on the video. Um, <laughs> yeah. The what tats. are you going to do? Cover your tattoos? No. Fuck off. No. Anyone that can't handle tattoos? No. Not at all. Um, speaking of, this isn't speaking of tattoos, but speaking of, I guess, desecrating something holy. <laughs> Like your body is a temple? <laughs> it's a temple. So my aunt, Beverly, and if you remember the the funeral part one, she was the, the woman in the room for when we were dressing my mom who was like, mm-hmm. Shelly, who would you like to say the prayer? Which I wasn't expecting. I'm like, holy shit. This Mormon woman just like like gave me the mic, you know, well, which I she wasn't. Ste- she stepped in. Yeah. That's bitches sticking together, dude. That's right. That is bitches sticking together. Yep. Um, so she had told me about something that she had heard about people doing, which was decorating a casket before it goes into the ground. So Mike (laughs) and Mark and I, we picked out a white casket for my mom Mm because she would have liked that. And it makes a great canvas. So, Mm. and I will throw some pictures up, um, on social media after this episode comes out so you can check them out. But girl, I I haven't, what? I haven't seen these pictures. What kind of a friend are you? I at, When we're done recording, I shall show you the pictures. Shelly's busy. Okay. Right. Listen, life's been a bitch. It okay. Is, yeah. We're pulling through. Um, <laughs> I went to Walmart before the funeral and I bought so many stickers and glitter glue sticks and uh, puffy paint and paint markers and whatever Aww. I could find. And after they dedicated this, and this is what was kind of funny to me. So they do the dedicatory prayer um, at the gravesite, and you have to have the priest to do that and shit. I'm like, blah, blah, blah. Hurry, finish with that. And then I'm like, kids, grandkids, come here. All the grandkids came up and I passed out all of this stuff and they blinged my mom's casket out like you wouldn't believe. Yeah, I'm like, this is how grandma would want it. Oh, she was dancing in her grave. Not rolling in that. She was like, woo. And the kids had so much fun. This was so bonding for the kids because they were writing down funny. Talking about her. Yeah, they were like, oh my gosh, remember when grandma said this when she lost her mind and it was like some (laughs) stupid thing. Like, it was just so good. Oh, that's so sweet. Shelly. Yes. That's so cool that you... Okay. Well, I guess we're friends forever. I mean, we already oh, knew shit. that. But... It was beautiful. God damn it, dude. That is so... Thank you. It was... You're a good human. Thank this you. world needs more of you. Thank you. And now I'm going to figure out... How to clone me? Thank you for finishing my sentence. <laughs> Are we finishing each other's sentences? And sandwiches. Oh, God. 
No, dude, that's so sweet. Holy shit. Has anyone ever done that ever? Probably. I don't know. My my Aunt Beverly was just like, I heard of someone doing this once. I'm like, oh my gosh. Fuck if, yeah, if let's bedazzle this shit. If anyone would want their <laughs> casket bedazzled, it Fuck would be yeah. Dixie. <laughs> yes. We bedazzled the shit out of it in like 90 degree weather. Like it, 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 well, I'll show you pictures. It you was were, just. You were sweating and crafting. Damn right. I'm like, grandkids, just as Dixie let's go. Wanted. Hell yeah. <laughs> and Dixie, my mom, she was all crafty and shit too. I mean, she never finished a craft because she was that type. <laughs> ADD like you? I don't know where it where came does it from. Come from. I don't know. I don't know why half my kids can't focus on their lives either um well, what kid can i know yeah we we the, the grandkids blinged it up and they will not forget that now having now after talking about this i'm like my dad's funeral is gonna suck <laughs> it's gonna be all like brothers and sisters oh god please don't ask me to talk at my dad's funeral i'll be like oh let me tell about the time that he bored me to no i'm just kidding but it will never it could never match my grandma or my it could never match my mom's funeral, ever. Well, and that's not his vibe. No, his, no not at all. He Dixie's want... vibe was like, bedazzle the shit out of mm-hmm. my casket. Yeah, Your dad's vibe is more formal and, and it's going to be... But, you know... He will do it however he it, wants it, is, it and it I'll, is, yeah, it I'll sleep through it because it'll be boring. I'm just kidding. I'm not kidding, actually. I don't know. But it'll be a good excuse to get all the grandkids together, get in through a party, Again, which is what we did. Yes. So, yeah. yeah. The cousins, the believers and the non-believers yep. get together and go, hey, 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 Like, nobody cares what we believe. Remember We're this, just remember friends. That. I know. I know. What's I love good? It. How's it going? <laughs> yes. I love seeing all these kids together. They're just the the biggest group of dorky, fun <laughs> kids. They're just, they're amazing. So I am very lucky. And there you go. And I love that you have that perspective too. It's taken a while to get that. Yeah. It really has. There was a lot of years where it was just anger at anything having to do with Mormonism. And well, and you have to leave it and kind of, and avoid it and be like, no, I'm standing my ground. I yeah. have to like, it's really hard to leave a cult. Oh yeah. Yeah. So you have to create distance, but then you can come back and be like, okay, ding dongs, like Mm -hmm. here we are. Mm -hmm. Um, Not part of it anymore, but I love you. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And everyone has their own journey and some people might not ever want to come back to any part of it. And that's, that's fine fine. too. You do what's safe for you. You do what's good for you. I'm just talking about my, my journey and this is how it's, how it's been. And it's, I I love that there's been some healing of relationships. And I'll talk about that more in other episodes because I, you know, there's a lot of that going on. So um yeah. Mm-hmm. Well shit. I think we did it. Yes, dude. Listeners, thank you for being patient. Um, if you've been rolling your eyes, whatever. Sorry, not sorry. This is where we're at. And it's gonna uh, we're just gonna keep keep at it and hey, try Shelley. new things and yes. Stop apologizing. No, you're right. People fucking love you. Oh, it has been hard for me to make this decision to do this on my own. Seriously, I mean, you I'm do prattle scared on, to death. But don't mm-hmm. be scared. People okay. love you. Don't apologize. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, not sorry. Not sorry. Not sorry, man. How do we end this? How does it usually end? We have to thank Dan. Um, thanks for leaving it in, Dan. <laughs> thanks to Dan. Thanks also for cutting things out, Dan, because we have prattled on. (laughs) I guess we'll see you next time. And until then, steer clear of cults. Steer clear of cults. And also, everyone... We have to finish it. Steer clear of cults because they are no joke. They are no joke. Okay, now what do you want to say?
I want to say, take your right hand. Okay. Bend at the waist and slap your ass for me. <laughs> Big slap. Have we had an ass slap in good time? We have had an ass slap in good time, but I want everyone <laughs> to slap their own asses. Okay, do it. Okay, do Has that. everyone done it? Yeah, slap it Austin? and feel good about it. Did Austin, you do it? slap your ass. <laughs> Gamer, slap your slap ass. Slap your ass. Oh my gosh, it's almost like the Mickey Mouse Club where they call out the name of the... Of the... Oh yeah. <laughs> my wife, Anne... Slap, Slap your, your ass. ass. Mm-hmm. And I'll do it for you later. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. Oh, lo- lonely old Shelly will just go to bed lonely tonight. So that's awesome. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. All right, y'all. Again, <laughs> thanks for listening. We love you. And bye. Bye. Bye.